If you're going to self-manage your rental properties, you know I'm a big fan of finding that proper tool to get the job done. Well, we want to tell you about RentReady. RentReady is a really awesome property management software that allows you to manage your business from your computer or phone. Collect rent online and get paid. Find that perfect tenant with their screening and listing services and get your leases signed with the click of a button. And tenants really love using RentReady's app too. They can pay rent using card, ACH, or cash, set up auto pay, get renter's insurance if you require it, and even build their credit score through RentReady's new credit reporting feature. Did we also mention that RentReady is unlimited and all of this is flat priced? No tricks or hidden fees. RentReady is designed for people to manage their own properties so you don't have to worry about paying more for building your business. You can start managing and scaling your rental properties without scaling costs. And RentReady has given us an amazing deal to pass on to the REI Mastermind Network. You can get RentReady's annual plan for only $54 at RentReady.com when you use our special code MASTERMIND. That's RentReady.com, R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I.com with code MASTERMIND, M-A-S-T-E-R. M-I-N-D at RentReady.com to get RentReady's annual plan for only $54. You are listening to the REI Mastermind Podcast. Join J.D. as he chats with industry-leading real estate experts and professionals. We learn from their experience and uncover the strategies to their success that we can implement into our own businesses and we can drive immediate results today. They share their experience and wisdom as we build the foundation to our own success. This is the REI Mastermind Network. We have Anthony Mann on our call tonight. And uh, Anthony, I appreciate your time. And we are going to dive some in, pretty deep into a topic that I think is, is really sought after. And there's a lot of misconceptions and a lot of uh, rabbit holes when it comes to, to this topic, but we're going to talk about lead generation here today. Anthony, I really appreciate your time and I want to start things off. And I warned you uh, with your contact information and what's best to, to get a hold of you if, if people want to uh, follow along or, or reach out right away. Absolutely. And Jack, thanks so much for having me on the show today. Um, so my name is Anthony Mann. Uh, multiple ways to contact me. Easiest way, Anthony at A Social Strategy. Dot com, or of course, through our website, asocialstrategy.com. You can book an appointment directly on our calendar. One of our team members or myself will get on with you at any given time. So we, we talked a little bit about a lot of the marketing that I've seen regarding your product is a little realtor oriented, but you yep. really started off with real estate investors and real estate investing yourself. Um, let's start where what caused you to go down this road of providing this type of service to realtors and real estate investors? Yeah. So, you know, I'll kind of take it back to the beginning here. So I started in real estate in 2007. My family's been in the real estate business for the past 40 and change years. My dad was licensed in 1978. So he's been in the business 42 years. Um, so I grew up around real estate. It's always what I've known. It's always kind of what I've been around. And so in 2007, I got a school and I had no clue what I wanted to do with my life. So my dad was like, go get your real estate license. And he owned the Remax office at the time. And so I did that. Uh, I got my real estate license and I got instantly hooked on real estate. I, I was taking calls, you know, like completely new agent in, in the office. And uh, I got a buyer who wanted to look at a home in Plainview, New York. It's my market here. I live on Long Island. And uh, 
literally I showed the guy three homes and him and his wife placed an offer on one of those homes, the $550,000 home. Um, I went to contract with an $11,000 commission within about two weeks of me, you know, starting in the real estate business. So as you can imagine, I was instantly hooked. I was like, oh my God, this is so much money. This is amazing. Um, fast forward 2008, I'd done a couple deals and 2008, the financial crisis happened and it was a total mess, right? I didn't have a book of business. I didn't have anybody to fall back on. Um, I didn't know what to do with myself. So I got into, and I, and I quickly realized that, you know, there was a huge market in foreclosures. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to just revamp everything. I'm going to go into the foreclosure market. I did not realize how time consuming that was going to be. So for the next six months, I literally sat on the phone, making phone calls to asset managers. And so I finally got my first account. And uh, the guy basically gave me 30 days. He was pissed at another agent, gave me 30 days and said, listen, you can sell this property. We'll open up the floodgate for you. And so literally a week later, in typical real estate agent fashion, the second person who gets the listing sells it immediately. And so I got the listing, I sell it in seven days or getting the contract in seven days and the floodgates open, right? And so that to me, I, I started realizing, oh my God, these investors are buying these homes for 30, 40, 50% below market value. And they're making a fortune. Like they were making real, real like $150,000 or probably $200,000 property. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta figure this out. And so federal offense to buy your own property, but I wasn't getting every property in the market. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go reach out for the other guys. And there's only about 15 guys in Long Island who get these REO properties. And so I started reaching out to them and like, hey, listen, like when you get a really good property, let me know, like, I'd love to buy it. And same thing, like if I get a great property, I'll let you guys know so you can buy it. So we kind of now started this whole, you know, like, all right, so we get this steeply discounted property. Let's kind of help each other out, make some more money. And so in 2009, I bought my first flip and I, I had some money in the bank, nothing to write home about, but I needed $525,000 to buy this home. And I barely had 20 grand in my name, right? So I literally started calling my investor buddies and one of, one of them literally was like, sure, we'll write you a check for the 525. We're going to rake you over the coals. I was making a huge profit. It was like $170,000 profit deal, uh, but we're going to rake you over the coals on the interest. And I was like, that's fine as long as you come in. And so literally 35 days after I purchased that property, that property was off the books and sold for $693,000. So I was like, you know, from, from going from real estate agent to making 11 grand to all of a sudden being an investor and making nearly $200,000 on a property, I was like, wow, there is some real money to be made in this side of the industry. And that's propelled me into starting a tech company in real estate called AM Open House, which I've sold and then rebought. Um, and now the advertising agency, you know, now I basically help investors, real estate agents, brokers, team leaders, and we basically help you guys find leads. And, and it's not just finding leads, right? We do everything from the nurture to the follow-up, to the appointment setting, to the qualification. We do everything in the middle. So you don't have to, you're only going to worry about actually taking phone calls versus having to deal with every single lead that comes to the door. So as an agency, we're very, very different than the traditional agency out there. Sure. Well, let's let's dive into that then. What type of strategies are you using to generate these type of leads? Yeah, so there, there's a couple different strategies, right? So there's there's two types of marketing that we kind of see today, right? There's there's what we call interruption marketing. Interruption marketing is is easily seen on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, right? You're doing what you want. You're looking through your newsfeed or you're on YouTube watching a video and then halfway through the video, you get an ad, right? Or you're scrolling through your newsfeed and every four uh, posts, 
is a new ad for you, right? So that, that's what we call interruption marketing. You went to a website and, and you can see it really easily. Like, you know, go to Bloomingdale's and look for a pair of shoes and then go to Facebook. And 30 seconds later, those pair of shoes are on your newsfeed, right? Because they're just getting back in front of you. And so we call that interruption marketing because it's not something you're actually looking for in the moment, but something you're interested in, right? Then mm-hmm. there's the other side of marketing. There's the Google marketing, right? The, I need to sell my home because I lost my job and I only have three months of mortgage payments left in the bank. And if I don't sell it, I'm going to get foreclosed on, or I'm going to, you know, my credit's going to go down, whatever it might be, whatever your thinking is. So you go to Google and you type in sell my home on Long Island, right? So that is direct marketing. Those are much more qualified leads. And so there's a place for both types of that marketing, depending on what you need to do. Sure. So, um, you know, we, we, the interruptive marketing and the online marketing with Google and everything, that seems to be almost painted as the holy grail. But what I think you've pointed out already is that there's quite a bit of work involved in, in oh, that. There's a massive amount of work that goes behind <laughs> it. Right? Like, you know, we can, we can generate you hundreds and hundreds of leads, thousands of leads if you have the budget for, right? But leads are not really, you know, as a, as a marketing agency, we stopped talking about leads a long time ago, right? Like, so anybody can generate leads, right? You can hire a guy for 500 bucks a month to generate you leads, or you can hire a guy for $10,000 a month to generate you leads. At the end of the day, they're just leads. If you don't do something with them, the leads don't matter. Right. So as an agency, what we realized was leads don't matter. So we stopped talking about them. Right. We started talking about appointments and we started talking about qualified appointments. So, you know, as an agency, we don't sell leads to our, our, our customers. What we do is we sell those qualified appointments. Right. You as a real estate investor, you're looking for people who are in a situation that need to sell their home today. Right. So what we do is we go out, we're not only going to generate the leads for you, but we're going to communicate them. We're going to call them. We're going to text them. We're going to email them. And we're going to get them to tell us why they need to sell their home. Are they just thinking about it? Do they want to move from New York to Florida because they want a tax advantage? Did they lose their job? Did they get transferred from New York to Texas? Right. Like there's a million reasons why somebody would need to sell their home. So we're going to find out that info up front. And most importantly, we're going to find out how motivated they are. Right. Somebody just looking to sell their home may just be wanting to find out, you know what, I'm curious what the value of my home is, right? They might not be really interested in selling. That's not a great lead for you. That's not a great conversation for you as an investor, but somebody who is moving or, or has to move because of a job transfer, because of COVID-19, because of, you know, a divorce, you know, there's a million reasons again, but if you know those reasons, it shows you their motivation. Those are the, those are the appointments that you as an investor want to have, right? You don't want to waste your time with all the nonsense, right? It, just because I can generate you 500 leads doesn't mean you want to have 500 conversations, right? You'd rather have five conversations and close one of those deals than deal with anything else. Well, we've learned time and time again, the follow-up, the gold is in that follow-up. And unless you're really on it, we have to remember time and time again, depending on what marketing statistics we look at, it could be eight to 12 contacts for people to, to take some sort of action. And when it comes to real estate investors, uh, frankly, I, I, I barely see most hit one, maybe two, and in the outstretch, maybe three touches before they abandon and move on. 100%. You taking, you taking that on for them and on their behalf, I mean, that that's a big relief and a lot of that heavy lifting that I'm referring to. Yeah, so we, we realized that, you know, and and again, like we work with agents, we work with investors. So we realized that just like you said, they two, three, four touches 
and that's it, right? And the average touch per client is now 11 touches, right? So if you don't get there, and it doesn't matter how much time, right? It can be in the first week, it can be in the first two weeks, first month, whatever it might be. But the quicker you can get to those 11 touches, the better chances you have of doing business with that person. And here's the thing, right? It doesn't matter if the person tells you to go away, like, oh, sorry, I was just looking. That's fine. You still elicited that response from them. And that's what you're looking for, right? It's not just a, it doesn't have to be 100% positive all the time. Like, oh my God, if I make 11 touches, I'm going to close a deal it's okay to make four touches and someone tell you, you know what, I'm not interested anymore. That's okay. Like, you know, we, and, and we've, we've been able to take that off the investors and take that off the brokers and the agents. We've basically said, Hey, listen, we know that you don't want to do this. We know that you don't want to deal with, you know, 500 leads a month, a thousand leads a month. We'll handle it for you. We'll only give you the ones that are ready to work with you. And so as an agency, we've been super successful doing that because now instead of agents like, I said, making five, six, seven hundred phone calls a day or a week, rather, um, they're only dealing with the people who actually want to work with them. So it's changed their business and it's allowed us to really excel in what we're doing. Sure. So can you talk a little bit about like uh, starting off the sales funnel? Are you talking about generating, do you help people uh, with a lead capture page or is it mostly focused on the Facebook, you know, social network advertising, Google advertising? What, how does that process work? Sure. So again, depending on what platform we're on will depend on whether we're using landing pages or not. When we use Facebook and Instagram, we use what's called lead forms. And they're basically just forms that are on Facebook or Instagram. It doesn't leave the platform. Someone could submit their name, phone number, email address, and maybe a couple qualifying questions like, you know, why you're looking to sell, how quickly you're looking to sell. Very easy drop down kind of questions, right? When we're using Google or when we're using YouTube ads, we will actually build a full on landing page for you, right? So as a company, what we do is we tell you to stop worrying about your marketing. You basically tell us, this is how much I'm willing to spend in marketing per month. And we stay within your budget and we do everything else for you. So we're going to build landing pages as an investor. We're going to build landing pages for sellers. We're going to build landing pages for buyers. We're going to build landing pages for each individual property as well, especially if we're doing Google advertising. Um, but if not, we're just going to use those lead forms that are on Facebook and Instagram. They're really easy to use. And I'm sure all of you who are listening to this right now have filled in your information more than once on one of these lead forms. They're really simple. You click on the ad, you might click two times and then click next and you get to get exactly what um, that ad was, was providing to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is something that uh, is foreign to a lot of people, you know, um, and, and uh, when you go into the Facebook ads, you know, if you, you're doing a campaign yourself. Self, it's easy to overspend when you don't know what you're doing. Very easy. <laughs> and, and uh, some of that stuff, like, you know, I've, I've brought up the concept of like a Facebook pixel before and uh, people's eyes just kind of gloss over. So it, it really is beneficial to talk to somebody like you and your team to help incorporate this functionality that the big boys are using. A hundred percent. And the pixel, you know, for what it is, it's just a a simple line of code, right? But it it does get really confusing if you don't really understand it, right? Um, And and just so, you know, I'll give everybody just a quick little thing about the pixel. You know, the pixel is the most powerful thing on the internet today. Um, It's so powerful that Apple just recently moved to block the pixel on iPhones because the amount of data that it's collecting from people 
gives Facebook such an advantage in advertising that Apple realized what a privacy issue it was. So, you know, it's, again, it's a very, very simple thing. It's a simple line of code that you can put on your website that tracks people and it tracks them across the internet. So it's not only going to track them on your site, it's also going to track them on every other site out there. So when you're advertising, you can literally do things like, I want people who are interested in X and I want to put my ads in front of those people, right? So uh, like, for instance, right, if you're, you know, advertising a property, you might, you know, as an investor, you own the property, you've redone it, you're ready to sell it. You might want to advertise to people who have, you know, gone to Zillow.com in your market area, right? Because chances are those people are looking for property, right? And so we're, as an advertiser, you're able to advertise against that pixel data. And so Zillow has a pixel on their website and Facebook knows everybody who's gone to Zillow. So you can use their pixel against them. Right. So before we jump into the next topic, I wanted to remind people where to get a hold of you again. Um, and uh, I will definitely make sure to have those links in the show notes but uh, you do have quite the presence on social media yourself. So I definitely would recommend people finding you on Facebook. But it's asocialstrategy.com is yep. the primary place for yep. to get asocialstrategy.com. Um, you can go there. You can book an appointment with myself, with my team. Um, and we're all very well versed, able to answer any questions that you have. Or if you need to contact me directly, anthony at asocialstrategy.com. So you already brought up the fact regarding how this, what this is going to cost, and people are always going to ask that type of question. But I think what's really interesting is that you're one of the few marketing companies that I've run into that it's performance-based at a strategy versus versus just paying by the lead or it's, or it's exactly right. So we have been a retainer agency for many years, right? Our average client paying between 3,500 and 5,000 a month. And so what we've realized is that the motivation as an agency becomes less, right? And this goes for any agency out there, right? Once you get that client in the door, you want to keep that client happy, but we have what's called a churn rate. And that means after three months, five months, six months, eight months, typically that client then churns or discontinues service, right? And so what we realized was that instead of having this massive fee that every client of ours had to pay, we wanted to go performance-based. And there was two reasons for that. One was it kept our account managers super motivated to make sure that everything that they can do on a daily basis was in the benefit of the client, right? Our account managers are in their accounts day in and day out, making sure nobody falls through the cracks. Did a text message come through or an email come through that wasn't picked up by the system as a positive intent? Was it sent to the ISA to go ahead and qualify that person and book the appointment? So our, our account managers are now directly incentivized to make sure that every lead gets to the finish line. The other part is we wanted we wanted our clients to stop looking at us as a liability, right? When you look at your books at the end of the year, you say, okay, I paid X amount of dollars to this company. This It averaged out to this amount per month, yada, yada, yada. So what happens was we looked at that and we said, we're just an expense every month versus now that we're performance-based, we're no longer expense. We're an asset to your company, right? You can tell us, hey, Anthony, listen, I need to get 40 new sellers this month, right? I need to talk to 40 people this month because I know if I talk to 40 people, that means I'm going to close 10 deals, let's say, or five deals, right? And so for us, we now know, okay, this is the goal he's got to meet or she's got to meet. We have to get there so that they can get to their goal. So it puts our initiative in line with you as an investor, you as an agent. It, it really makes us more of a partnership than a liability for you. Sure. 
You know, this is a great way to make sure, too, that that your interests are aligned. I'm seeing more times than not that, you know, the investor or the agency of any kind, um, it's, it's so easy for your interests not to be aligned and, and it just becomes a bad marriage. Yeah. And, and the best part about it is like, because we're performance-based, right? Like if we're not delivering the kind of quality appointments that you need, you're not paying for them, right? If we put five points on your calendar, you talk to all five of them, you're like, These, this is not what I want at all. This is the wrong kind of client for me yet. We'll stop going after that client. Whereas in a retainer, we would probably just like argue with you a little and be like, no, 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 it's fine. Things will work out, this and that, right? It forces us to pivot immediately because that we're not getting paid unless you're accepting those appointments, right? So for us as a company, we have to listen to our clients even more. That said, we get paid a little better, but it directly aligns with exactly what you as a customer are looking for. You know, you, when you said, uh, gave the line about, uh, don't worry, it'll all work out, you know, yep. that, that made me chuckle because I used to sell radio advertising and that's the type of crap I'd give. <laughs> and if you're a retainer agency, it's what you have to give, right? Because it's the 12th of the month and you want to make sure your client signs back, you know, for their next month. You're like, oh right. no, it's going to work out. It's going to be okay. Right. So for us, we don't look month over month every more anymore, right? We look day over day because mm-hmm. we make money day in and day out versus only every single month. So again, like our interests become directly aligned with, okay, if you're not making money, neither are we. So how do we change what we're doing today? So you can make money and we can make money tomorrow. Right. So, you know, uh, can you give us like some examples of what what your customers are experiencing, like it would be great to hear like somebody who is on their own spending five grand a month on something like this on their own and then compared to the results app before and after. Yeah. So, uh, um, you know, we, we can do this in a couple different ways. So like we just picked up a client out of LA and this client is an investor client. Um, Obviously, the average market price in in his area is about a million dollars. Okay, so mm-hmm. on a typical flip that he does, he'll make anywhere between two hundred fifty and three hundred thousand dollars. So he's looking for dilapidated homes. He wants to redo them, sell them for let's say one point five to one point eight million. Okay, now obviously he's got a massive budget that goes with that, but he's been through multiple agencies prior to coming to us. Okay, and I'll be totally honest with you, we're not a cheap agency to get in the door. There's a big upfront fee. And the reason why we do that is we're really good at what we do, right? We have clients that will get on the phone with you and tell you how wonderful we are. But with that said, because we're performance-based, when we talked to this gentleman in, in LA, he was basically like, listen, I will pay you whatever you want as long as you put deals on the table to me, deals on the table for me. And we said, okay. So we signed him on about 30 days ago. Inside of those 30 days, he's physically gone into contract and closed on three properties, okay? So inside of those 30 days, and he's, his payout to us is probably, I want to say ten dollars or $12,000 total, okay? He's going to make in excess of half a million dollars, right? So the small amount that he's paid to us doesn't matter to him. And the best part is it's performance-based, right? So in his eyes, if we didn't deliver contracts and didn't deliver people that he could speak to and actually have conversation with, and not everybody we delivered to him was the right fit for him, and that's okay. He still paid for them, but it wasn't the part, the ideal client for him. He might have referred him to an agent or whatever it was. But the two or three deals he's actually going to get done, he's making 
real money on, right? He's making over half a million dollars on these projects for a relatively small amount. And if he didn't like any of what we were doing or we weren't giving him the right right uh, appointments, he would have simply told us that, right? Like, these are not what I want. I need this. And we would have changed until we got there. We know exactly what he wants now. And now month over month, we're going to be able to continue to deliver those type of clients to him. We know exactly who he's looking for. Sure. So, you know, I always like to um, make sure that we uh, give our audience some action items. Sure. And I, I'm going to change the conversation a little bit, Tanya, here now. As we, as people, um, you know, they, they may not be in the situation. I, I warned you that uh, some of our, a good chunk of our listeners are newer to real estate investing. And they're basically trying to wring out every little penny that they can make use of every every resource that they have. So yep. could you maybe give us like some low-hanging fruit, like three action items that our listeners could maybe take advantage of right now yep. that they could see a noticeable difference? Yeah. So first of all, stop worrying about targeting. Okay. Uh, people talk way too much about it. People think that they have to drill down to these tiny little audiences on Facebook, Instagram, your audience should be approximately half a million people wherever you're advertising. Okay. Um, don't, Get it lower than that. Facebook likes really big audiences. Number two, use copy to your advantage. Literally call out exactly what you're looking for. If you're looking for people who are getting divorced because you want to buy their home, say that. Say attention, soon to be divorced people, right? Like don't beat around the bush. Be really, really clear in what you're looking for, okay? And third, put a pixel on your website. It will literally change the way your advertising runs. And that can be on a funnel. That can be on a landing page. Anywhere that you are driving traffic, put the pixel on your website. It's an easy line of code. You can go into the Facebook. It's called the event manager now. Um, and they will walk you through how to put that on your website. So whatever landing page or, or website software you're using, put it on there. It will literally just help your advertising um, in, in, in a full way. So Facebook will also read that pixel when you're doing general advertising, not just when you're driving people to your website. So, you know, you, you, your first item there, stop worrying about targeting. That's, yep. that's the first time in a long time that I've heard somebody say that because it's yep. all been about targeting. Are you suggesting that face, let Facebook do the targeting? Or Facebook you- has more data on everybody than you can imagine, right? So like when we do targeting, literally the only interest we use is real estate. That's it. That's the only drill down we do. And again, you want to keep your audience right around half a million people. So if you're in a very populated area, you might have to do uh, like a narrow search to maybe, you know, if you're looking for buyers, people looking for Zillow, or, you know, if you're uh, looking for, you know, sellers, maybe, you know, you do a narrowed like Home Depot and Lowe's, something like that. But otherwise, yeah, you want to be really broad on your targeting. Facebook is so incredibly smart. They know who you're trying to advertise to, and they will put your advertising in front of the right people for you. So when you say be specific and clear on your advertising too, is Facebook uh, smart enough then to like take that content and 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 apply it to that's, to that's exactly right. So people? yeah, so what the what the algorithm is going to do? It's going to actually read the copy that you put in your ad, right? So you have this big description above the picture or whatever you're using at the bottom or a video, right? So that copy is the most important piece of advertising. Make sure you have the keywords that you want there, everything that you're looking. So like our, I'll give you an example, like our investor ads literally say like, if you're in one of these situations, we can help. Right. And it's like, 
like job loss due to COVID-19, job loss, job transfer, divorce, right? So we put like a, this list of like six different things. And so Facebook reads that and says, okay, if someone's getting divorced, okay, if someone's lost their job, someone's getting a job transfer, right? And Facebook knows and it puts it in front of those people for you. So you don't have to overthink this stuff. The advertising part of Facebook is relatively simple. Like people really, really overthink it. It's the nurture and qualification and appointment process that's actually the hard part. The lead generation part of this is very, very simple. Sure. So, you know, with with that being said, uh, with half a million people that you're trying to, to target, how do you decide typically, like, what should be the budget? I know that's kind of a loaded question, but frankly, it seems like unless you put a certain amount in there, it, it's not going to produce any results and you just kind of. Yeah. I mean, listen, the typical investor lead or seller lead, I should say, is going to cost right around the 25 to $35 range, right? For a real good lead, filled out a couple questions, you know, and you also, you don't want to go too low on the questions, right? Um, you want to make sure you're asking more than just name, phone number, email address. You want them to have some, some interest in actually filling out your questionnaire, whether it's a lead form or a landing page. We typically tell our clients that you need to spend about a hundred dollars a day. $75 of that will go towards cold advertising, which is that half a million um, population I talked to you about. The other 25 is going to be for retargeting. You're very likely not going to ever get to that 25 until you, you've pumped enough traffic through your funnel. But you know, at minimum $75 a day on cold traffic, that'll generate you two to four leads a day. And in some areas, even more, right? Like if you're in a, a lower traffic area, you might be getting, you know, 12, $15 leads. So you might be able to get five, six, seven leads a day. Sure. You know, it- you with with that being said, you know you said you started off and you just put real estate. Mm-hmm. What we had been, you know, in, investing, and a lot of those people that have looked into this for the first time, we've been told to basically dig and target because you're not as because of that competitiveness and you're driving up the cost, and you got every realtor and investor trying to hit that exact same group. But what you're saying is kind of counterintuitive or counter to what we've heard previously. Yeah. I mean, and so here's like the real, like, you know, the, the thinking behind that is right. So like when you do narrower interests underneath real estate, okay, what's going to happen is real estate is going to encompass all of those things. So like imagine the real estate interest being a top level, right? And then you have like Zillow, Realtor.com, you know, HomeSnap, whatever the other things that you would target against are are lower than it. But by targeting Zillow, Realtor.com or any of these other things, you can just target real estate and it will get in front of the same people, right? Mm -hmm. So like, and again, like it's all down to the copy. Like this has been said for probably the past year or so that, you know, the, especially in the housing category, cause you have to be in the special ed category, the targeting is not what it used to be, right? Like you used to be able to get really, really narrow, narrow by age and all these discriminatory, discriminatory practices. Um, you're not allowed to do that anymore. So what Facebook did was they realized that they had to change the way the algorithm looked at the ads to get them in front of the right people, right? If they would have changed everything, and then we put ads as advertisers out and we spent 10,000 bucks and we got no results from it, we would have stopped advertising, right? Mm-hmm. So they knew that they had to make massive changes on the back end. So that's exactly what they did. So like I said, like don't overthink the targeting, use the copy to your advantage, like be really, really clear and really direct in your copy. And that will make a massive difference in who that's being shown to. 
Are, you know, you just talked about some of the restrictions, you know, the, the, the and what's changed already, but is there anything that we need to be aware of regarding that copy? Because there's been a couple times where I've posted like a We Buy Houses and yep. they've rejected it because of, of something in it. Yeah, so basically, just make sure in the special ad category, ninety nine percent of the time, it's the it's their their automated system uh, rejecting your ads, and ninety nine percent of the time, again, those ads are not out of compliance. So if you do get an ad rejected, just go ahead and appeal that and explain why you don't think that you violate any policies. Most of the time, within twenty four hours, someone will get back to you and say your ad didn't violate any policies, and go ahead, you know, and your ad is now running. Right? We we actually, as an agency, run into this issue all the time. So we advertise to investors, brokers, and team leaders. Right? Sure. Every time we put an ad up we have to go through a compliance process because they think we're advertising to buyers and sellers. And we have to explain every time that we're actually advertising to the brokers and the investors. And that's our target customer, not the buyers and sellers out there. So don't be afraid to appeal something. Uh, it happens all the time. Like we, we get ads rejected and we appeal them just about every single day. So, well, you know, I, the, I really enjoyed our conversation and I told you it was going to be about 30 minutes. And, and I know, <laughs> I saw you waving at somebody, so I know that you have somebody there trying to get a hold of you. No worries. I, I uh, really appreciate your time. And once again, I want to point people to your website, asocialstrategy.com, uh, to uh, reach out to you and your team. Uh, I think it's definitely worth a conversation uh, with you and your team, especially if you're talking about spending the kind of money that I know we have some investors doing. Um, to being able to lift some of that burden off of them doing the follow-up. And like I said, uh, it having to do as many touches as I know that has to be done, uh, you're leaving a lot of money and resources on the table if you're not taking Anthony up on his recommendations here. So if I usually end with um, some lessons that I've learned, but I want to point everybody, rewind this episode about 10 minutes and listen to your three tips again. Stop worrying about targeting specific and clear on your advertising, your copy, and incorporating that pixel. Um, I, I can't emphasize those things enough, and uh, I really appreciate it again. And uh, that's. Uh, but with that being said, I always do end with this last question: Is there a question you wished I would have asked? No, I think I think this was great, man. It was it was a good, fun conversation. And uh, you know, like you said, if anybody has any questions, feel free to book a time with us. Asocialstrategy.com. Shoot me an email, Anthony at asocialstrategy.com. Well, I appreciate it again, Anthony. And I I think if you don't mind, I'm going to probably call you back on because there's there's a couple topics here that I think we could probably spend the entire episode on. So. Yeah, absolutely, I'd, I'd love to come back. Thank you, sir. Have a great one. Absolutely. Thanks so much. I'll talk to you soon. This has been the REI Mastermind Network. You can already tell that we've made some changes and a few more are on the way. If you are interested in what we have planned, head over to patreon.com slash REI Mastermind and support the show today. Financial contributions are always appreciated along with a like, share, and review. It really helps us grow and reach more people with this valuable information. See you next time and tell a friend.